Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us again today. We're going to continue what we began last week on this theme of influence. Talk. We talked last week about the fact that you can have influence and that you really do have influence. And now today I'd like to, to focus on the idea that we can have a positive influence. Certainly needed in this world today, having a positive influence. In order to have a, a positive influence, we've got to understand some things. We've got to understand the world we live in. We've got to be able to understand the kinds of influences that are out there and and determine that we're going to have a positive influence even though there are other influences out there for sure and and really in order to have a positive influence it's just absolutely vitally important that we focus in on really these two kind of core concepts which is one the world we live in And number two, the fact that there are all kinds of influences, but really they're either positive or negative. We can talk a little bit about the neutral. And are you going to choose to be the one to have a positive influence instead of one that is negative? But let's just begin with this idea that the world we live in, we live in a world that is filled with evil and I, if you try to ignore that or, or, or somehow try to downplay that, I think that's an enormous mistake in terms of your ability to have influence. Time, education, scientific advancements don't seem to be able to solve this issue of evil. I mean, you just look around the world and it's just remarkable the levels of evil, the influence of evil. How about that? The influence of evil that causes people to make terrible decisions that cause all kinds of problems in our world. And it's just important to be able to say, okay, evil is real, it's powerful. And the way to counteract that is to have a positive influence and just accept that right from the start. Temptations are real. And the temptation to do evil is absolutely real and any honest person knows that the fact is that over time evil takes its toll and it ruins individual lives it ruins families it ruins communities it ruins countries and ultimately as we've seen throughout history it ruins the world but it isn't just the big things that you know just are so obvious to us, like the Holocaust, where we could just look at the monumental, monumental impact of evil. I mean, I I visited Dachau a couple years ago, and if you want want clear proof of the power of evil and what people are are capable of doing, then, you know, visit Dachau or Auschwitz and see these concentration camps, see the pictures, walk through the buildings. I mean, it's just devastating to think that human beings could actually do these things, but they did. 
they have, they do. And, and of course, there's atrocities, atrocities happening in our world even today. But it isn't just these giant things. You know, evil has its, has its uh, role in all of our lives and can cause us to do all kinds of things, destroy marriages through infidelity, adultery, lying and defaming another person's reputation or, or name or character, stealing whatever that stealing looks like, you know, all the way from simple larceny all the way up to very complicated and convoluted financial stealing. These sorts of actions of evil just create a very, very, very negative influence in our in our world. And so they've got to be they've got to be dealt with. And the way they're dealt with is is by, uh, first of all, recognizing and understanding the power of evil influence and deciding that we're, we're going to have a different kind of influence. In the Bible, there's a great story about Joseph. Joseph could have returned evil for evil, but he chose not to do that. And, and his is a remarkable story, and I won't take too much time with it, but it's it's worth telling a little bit, especially if you don't know it. But basically, it, his experience with evil was not, you know, just a one-time thing. First of all, he was the youngest in his family. And in, you know, in ancient times, the, the youngest was was not, uh, not too highly thought of. The oldest son was number one. And he had a dream that he was going to be sort of the, the top guy. And Needless to say, his brothers weren't too thrilled with that, and they got so upset with him about it that they sold him into slavery. So imagine the evil that it takes to take one of your own family members and sell them into slavery. I mean, it just, wow, what, what an unbelievable beginning to your life. And then even in that situation, he was able to excel because God was with him and gave him the ability to, to interpret people's visions and dreams. And so that got him out of jail and into a very influential position in Egypt, the greatest country in the world at that time. But even then, by choosing not to do evil, and in this case, the evil would, would have meant having an affair with his boss's wife, he chooses not to do that. And then because the woman is so upset with being spurned from his advances that she lies and turns it around and says, he's the one who did it. And so here we go, slavery, jail. It's just this terrible uh, situation that he finds himself in. And then finally, he's able to come out of that to a place where he becomes essentially the prime minister of Egypt under the Pharaoh. And he again, through God's blessing in his life, ends up becoming someone that has great insights and leadership, knows that there's going to be a worldwide famine, and so plans for that famine ahead of time, building all of these silos, storing up all this grain. The famine happens throughout the world. Everybody has to come to Egypt to get their food, puts them in an incredibly enviable position, and then lo and behold, who comes looking for food? But the brothers, the very brothers that sold him into slavery. Wow. What an opportunity he had there to kind of get payback. You know, the best revenge is revenge. You know, like I, I got you now. 
and and he and, and instead he chose not to do that he chose not to give in to that temptation for revenge just like he gave in chose not to give in to the temptation with his boss's wife which would have been an easy thing to do so we choose how we respond and really it all begins with our mind and our mind is the interface between the spiritual and the physical worlds and and, and in our mind you know we we decide things you know your brain is is like a television your mind is the 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 viewer chooses what to watch you know that's one way of looking at it your brain is like the tv and your mind is the person who views the tv another way is your brain is the computer and your mind is the the programmer how are you going to program the computer what what are we going to run what kind of software are we going to run here and so somebody who chooses a positive influence is somebody who takes control over their mind and and uh, they realize what they're dealing with and they choose to take control over it. They don't say, I'm at the mercy of my brain, I'm at the mercy of my computer, but I decide what to watch, I decide what software I will use. I have control over these things. That's the thinking that you have, that you can choose, that you have choices, that you can set limits on what you say and you can set limits on what you do that you're not powerless you're not beholden to your urges that you can choose to have a positive influence you can choose to not give in to temptation and, and buy into the evil that's already prevalent in this world and when you choose to do that, to be a, a, a different kind of person, what I would call a godly person, then you have positive influence. Your, your character then makes you a trustworthy person. And when people think that they can trust you, that they can count on you, well, that's, that's what influence looks like. That's exactly what influence looks like in a person's life. And people have respect for you then they want to be influenced by you. They see the value of your influence in their lives. And that comes from the fact that they know that you are the kind of person who has the right kind of influence, that you're not someone who is a part of the evil in this world, of the wrongdoing in this world, of the, the wrong character, the bad integrity, whatever terminology you want to use, when you have a, a different kind of lifestyle, when you are godly in your living, it will cause you to be able to influence people in a positive way. You'll be able to help them. You'll be able to serve them. And all of that will make you the kind of person that is extremely influential. When you add value to other people's lives, people will want you to be in their life and they will they will see your influence as positive. When you, you know, when you bless them with your godly positive influence, they want to be around you. And your level of influence increases. The better your choices, the more you choose godly choices over evil ones, 
And again, you might, you know, maybe be hung up on evil. Like, well, I'm not an evil person. I'm using it in the macro sense and the largest sense of the word, which which is to say there there are choices that we make that they're not Hitler-like choices. They're, they're not choices that destroy millions of lives, but there are choices that we make that can end up damaging one person's life. And I, I see the same term uh, applying. I realize the impact is not the same. But if you're going to have influence over people's lives, you, you've got to get away from that type of, uh, of behavior and you choose a different type of behavior. And when you do, then a lot of very positive things take place. And when those positive things take place, then people want to be around you. They, they want the, the influence that you have in their lives. They see that being around you is helping them to be a better person. And of course, the more that your influence is positive, the, the more that people realize this is what I want for my life. This is the kind of life I want to live. Even if people can't articulate it, if they can't really just sort of identify themselves and say, what is it about you? They, they, can, they can recognize it even if they can't define what it is. They they just they might refer to you as a good person, for instance. They don't maybe over time they come to, to realize you know, you're sort of living your life in a different way according to a different set of values. Uh, and those values then are over time shown to be much more positive. Joseph's story is amazing because he could have at various points in his life really given in to the temptation to really get people back for what they had done to him or even to just give in to, you know, the, the, the strong, the strong temptation to, you know, have this affair easy to do these things. And yet he chose to do the right thing. And by consistently choosing to do the right thing, he found himself ultimately in an amazing place of influence. I mean, for all intents and purposes, he ran Egypt, the greatest country in the world at that time. I mean, the Pharaoh was the de facto leader, right? But really, you know, in name only, I mean, he's the guy running it. He's the prime minister. He's, it, we have these situations in countries today in the world where there's a president and there's a prime minister and the president has the label, but the prime minister actually runs the country. It's not that way in America, but it, it's that way in other countries. And that's essentially what Joseph was. So he became, in essence, the most powerful man in the world. He had the single greatest influence in the world because he chose to have a positive influence by resisting evil and resisting temptation and instead choosing to do good and to be godly. And that story out of his life applies to anybody's life not saying you'll be the most influential person in the world, but you will be a very influential person within your sphere of influence. And people will want to be influenced by you because they know that you're someone who has good character. You're someone who, because of the choices you make and the way you live your life, are trustworthy and they can count on you and you're not going to steer them in the wrong direction. So that's the first big one about a positive influence is dealing with the nature of the world in which we live and choosing in this evil world to, to, to be someone 
who is on the side of good. You're on the side of good. You're on the side of light instead of darkness, however you want to look at it. The second part of a positive influence has to do with your attitude. The attitude that you have. Negative people bring like a little hopelessness every day (laughs) to those around them. Their posture of pessimism really has a a polarizing effect on people, on projects, on progress. It's, It's the way it is. Pessimists influence is not a good influence. And it shows itself, you know, it, it shows itself in a glance, it shows itself in an attitude, it shows itself in words, in actions, in body language. This is what pessimism and negativity look like. Sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's not. But it's real. It's positively, absolutely real. And, and the difference it can make in people's lives is absolutely remarkable. Dr. Alan Rosansky, in just talking about this whole positive versus negative, said, it's never too early and it's never too late to foster optimism. From teenagers to people in their 90s, all have better outcomes if they're optimistic. So there it is. All have better outcomes when they're optimistic. If you want to have a better outcome, if you want to have more influence, you choose, you specifically choose to be more optimistic and positive. Now, there's a lot of research and and data on this, but let uh, let me just quote Rosansky a little bit more. He says, there's also a biological effect. Pessimists bathe their bodies in damaging stress hormones like cortisol and neoepiphene all day long. Pessimists increase inflammation in their body and foster metabolic abnormalities. Pessimism is also uh, the way to depression and to uh, risk factors for cardiovascular disease. Wow. There it is. Now, there's more research. Again, Julia uh, Baum out of the uh, Chapman University in California. Optimism promotes problem solving. It helps people deal with challenges and obstacles in more effective ways. Optimists tend to pursue strategies that make a rosy future, a reality. Now there's, that's what, that's what influence looks like. That's what positive influence looks like. Promoting problem solving, dealing with challenges and obstacles in effective ways, pursuing strategies that make a rosy future a reality. People need this. We, because we all face what? Problems, challenges, obstacles. And we're looking for people who can help us. And when you have a positive attitude, you become the kind of person that can influence people in in a positive way, a way that will be best for their lives. 
here's just a little more just a little more research as if you need it but this is from uh, Luina Lee who's a professor of psychology at Boston University School of Medicine here's what she says optimists are better able than pessimists to reframe challenging circumstances and react to them in less stressful ways they're also more likely to embrace a can-do attitude toward life and persist in trying to overcome obstacles rather than think there's nothing they can do about it in a bad situation. I mean, it, there it is. I don't know what more evidence could could be more compelling than that. This is what this is what people who are optimistic do. They reframe challenging circumstances. They react in less stressful ways. They embrace a can-do attitude, and they persist in overcoming obstacles. And when you act this way, when this defines the kind of person you are, you have a very positive influence by your optimistic, positive attitude. And so this is really, obviously, the way in which you want to go. And again, if we could just contrast this, you know, in terms of, well, how about pessimistic? Or, or let's look at it this way. You got three choices, optimistic, pessimistic, or let's say neutral. But here's the thing about neutral. Although, say, being neutral is better than being a pessimist, ultimately, it, it ends up having a negative impact because an uncommitted stance inspires no one. There's no influence with neutrality. You, you have no influence when you choose to be in the, the, the neutral place. So that's, that's not going to work. It never has worked. It, it never will work. It's your attitude that will determine your ability to influence. Maybe you've heard the classic life is 10% what happens and 90% how I react to it. I mean, that's it. That's like a mantra for somebody who's going to be positive and optimistic and then going to have a positive influence on other people is going to say life is really 10% what happens and 90% how I, how I react to what happens. That's the focus. I'm going to stick to how do I react? What is my response? Attitude. How am I going to look at it? And then the other side of that is the idea that you, there's going to be enthusiasm and excitement. When you have enthusiasm about life, about your work, about the project that you're on, whatever, whatever dynamic, the team that you're a part of, whatever the dynamic, whenever you have that kind of enthusiasm, it is contagious and it is influence. That is influential. It will influence other people when you when you have that kind of enthusiasm. When you have belief, when you are the one who says, we're going to win, this is going to be successful, we're going to make it happen. When you have that kind of believing, optimistic attitude, it is contagious and it is influential. It can turn what would appear to be a sure defeat or failure into a success. Absolutely no doubt about it. It happens time and time and time again. And here's really where this kind of attitude is so powerful is when things don't work the way that you hope, 
then you can, you're able to look again, to use the psychologist terminology, psychiatrist terminology, reframe. You can reframe the failure as feedback. And then you can fail forward. So no one can win all the time. No one is always successful. There will always be failures. There will always be setbacks. But a positive person is able to say, I, I see, I take this as feedback. I see that it, what it is saying to me is this, don't do that again. You got to do something different. Can't do the same thing and expect the same result and expect a different result. You're going to get the same result. So failure is not necessarily something to be feared. In fact, it's simply feedback and you can fail your way right into success. You can fail forward and many, 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 many people have. It's, it's, uh, that's a whole nother episode just, or more than one, just talking about failure and just seeing how time and time and time again, it, it shows itself to uh, be a, a blessing and a benefit if you can reframe it that way. You know, just think about the people that have really done some amazing things in our world. And you just think about the, the influence that they had, the positive influence they had. You look at something like Martin Luther King Jr. Based his whole belief and foundation, again, on the, the idea that, that, there's evil in this world and you have to choose to be godly and resist the temptation toward evil. And so he took that message to this country as it related to America, as it related to civil rights and, and equality and discrimination. Incredible impact, incredible impact that he had and incredible influence. This influence exists to this day. To this day, enormous influence. He recognized that there was evil in this world, and yet he chose to have a positive influence, and his influence was exceptionally positive and resulted in just really systemic change in our country that was desperately needed. There's, there's the example. When you get into the example of people who have a positive attitude and, and the things that they can accomplish, and the list goes on and on and on and on of people who believe in their cause, believe in themselves, are, are faith-filled, are positive, are optimistic, whatever kind of terminology you want to use, and they're simply able to have such fantastic influence because of that. And frankly, it's guys like me, the inspirational, motivational speaker writers who have plenty of uh, work to do because people need it. They want it. And you can have your influence by simply choosing that positive, optimistic attitude in your life. And when you do these two things, you're going to see real impact in, in, in your life and on other people, you are going to have a growing, growing influence. And that influence is going to be good and it is going to be positive because of the choices that you make. The choice, the remarkable power of choice. And you choose, you choose to resist evil and be godly. You choose to be optimistic and positive, and the result will be a very, very positive influence in people's lives. And I certainly hope that you will do it. Let me just say, 
before we go, once again, got a new book out there, You Got Style, How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family, Finances, and much more. And I would love for you to have a copy. It comes in paperback and hardcover. It's an ebook form, audiobook, whatever you like. It's available in all those formats. RickMcDaniel.com. You can go there if you like a signed copy. Be happy to sign a copy for you, paperback or hardcover. If you want to get it uh, on an audiobook, there's an amazing number of sites where you can, I think it's 30-something sites that you could go to and, and get the audiobook all the way from a giant one like Audible all the way down. Ebook, again, Amazon's got it, and uh, Barnes and & Noble and all kinds of other folks too that you could take advantage of it. I really hope that, that you'll do that as well. Get the book and uh, love to get uh, a great review of from it. If you can do that on Amazon or Goodreads, it would be really appreciated. Continue to be interviewed and talk about the book. Going to be on TV here uh, it, shortly talking about it again. Looking forward to sharing with more and more people about, about the book. Love you to have it. And then with this podcast, you know, we've got one coming out every single week, every Friday. And so uh, hope that you're subscribed to it and you're getting it automatically and sharing with your friends and people, uh, that, you know, personally, people that you are in contact with on social media, whatever it might be, let them know about the point of impact podcast comes out every single Friday with inspiration and motivation. And we'll continue to keep talking about this theme of influence for a few more weeks. See you next week. You've been listening to the point of impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.